Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include industry cutbacks, my interview with Simple Nexus CEO Ben Miller on the future of mortgage technology and industry innovation, and the latest inflation reading. Today's podcast is brought to you by Simple Nexus, an Encino company and award winning developer of mobile first technology for the modern mortgage lender. Nexus Engagement helps lenders convert more leads to close loans with a mobile app that fosters personal connections with borrowers. With tools like mortgage loan calculators, integrated home search, and instant messaging, Nexus Engagement helps lenders jumpstart the homeownership journey. To learn more about Nexus Engagement, visit simplenexus.com. Singer-actress Olivia Newton-John and author David McCullough both dying to start the week? After I die, I want my remains to be spread over Disneyland in Southern California. But I don't want to be cremated. Brokers know that also involving Southern California is today's Loan Depot earnings call at 2 p.m. Pacific. LD has made some very public pronouncements of cutbacks in recent months. Will today continue that streak? Stay tuned. Follow the money. How about the budget reconciliation bill that includes $80 billion for the IRS for audits and enforcement, among other things? Capital market staff certainly focus on money, and the current Stratmore blog is titled Capital Markets, Protecting Margins and Assets. Does your company offer a second mortgage behind someone else's first? Independent mortgage banks are mostly brokering out HELOCs or referring out piggyback seconds. Standalone HELOCs are not overly profitable. For the links to those stories, as well as the latest lender and broker services programs and software, visit robchrisman.com. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome to the show Ben Miller, CEO of Simple Nexus. As CEO at Simple Nexus, an Encino company, Ben Miller oversees overall business strategy, operations, and go-to-market activities while guiding the company's overall market leadership in streamlining the homeownership journey through innovative mortgage technology. Ben joined Simple Nexus in 2014 as a co-founder following his first meeting with company founder Matt Hansen. Today, Ben's mission is to oversee the continued growth and expansion of the Simple Nexus business and drive innovation that continues to transform the home lending industry for the better. I wanted to start by saying congratulations on your new role as CEO. The press release came out last week. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's great. You, you uh, enjoying it yet? Yeah, totally. It's, it's real exciting. It's kind of funny. Um, my wife actually told me and said, Hey, we should like celebrate and make a big deal out of this. But to me, it just feels like another day in the office, right? Because I've been here to see this thing grow from three people to 380 people and nothing seems different. It's like, well, there's still things to do and still software to go sell and still people to work with. And, and to me, it just seems like one more thing to do, just get up and go to work the next day. But, but I do have to stop and pause and appreciate that you know, this, it's exciting. It's a lot of trust that people have put in me and, and, you know, it'll be a little bit different role than what I was doing before. Um, and, and it is, it is fun. It is a big deal and it is, it is something to be celebrated. Certainly. Yeah, you led Simple Nexus as president from its early startup days through a period of rapid growth to where it is now. What was that experience like? Yeah, well, kind of going back to more of the same of, you know, what is this, what's similar and what's the same is that we have such a vision of what we can do in the industry. And we're so excited about how we can help people, how we can 
solve hard problems, how we can bring value to lenders, help them be more efficient, help them better serve the communities they're in and the industry in, in general, and, and create better experiences for their employees. So that that's the same as when I was president and, and then now CEO. Um, what's different is the scale, right? You know, back back then we were a smaller company when I was president. Uh, it was easier to just kind of yell across the room and you could reach the entire company like that. Now you have people spread out all over the United States, right? And being with Encino, that's a global company. Um, and so, you know, those are the types of things that are different, but that's, I guess that's, you know, there's some familiarity. That's what makes it comfortable for me to operate in this capacity. And then there's something that's different and a little more challenging that makes it even more exciting. And now that you've taken the reins as CEO, what's the vision for Simple Nexus? Obviously, being an Encino company gives you a lot of resources to move the needle on mortgage technology innovation. Talk talk about that a little bit too. Yeah, we're, we're very excited. You know, the, the thesis of why we did this deal uh, is very simple, and it's very true today. And it's to further our influence into mortgage uh, technology, wherever it may be, for an independent mortgage bank or a financial institution. And and Encino helps us do that uh, at another scale, even more quickly, because Encino has such a reputation within the financial institutions within the United States um, that would be our uh, potential customers. And, And just very excited to have that scale behind us, have that extended reach behind us to to get our technology out there. Um, so just continuing to double down and be the best, you know, technology when it comes to the home ownership platform out there, you know, for mortgage. And then that's what we're going to continue to do. And I would imagine that Encino and Simple Nexus have many overlapping customers as leaders in banking technology. Are there plans in the works to integrate the technologies together? Yeah, definitely. And and going back to your first statement, that's actually what was really exciting about this is we had a very small mutual customer base. And so there's a very large opportunity for cross-sell into the uh, legacy Encino customer base for us. Um, and not only can we sell our existing technology with them, but by pairing with them, we have the opportunity to integrate those experiences so that it's it's an even greater value proposition, you know, for their customers. And we've already started doing things like when you apply for a mortgage through Simple Nexus, it can seamlessly open up a deposit account opening experience inside of Encino. Or if you're, you know, getting a, a small business loan or commercial loan through Encino, you can seamlessly pass that information over to Simple Nexus to start a mortgage experience if you're interested in that. And you don't have to like start over from zero and have the have the loan officer ask you what your name is and where you work or whatever, because you already know all that information from your relationship with other products at Encino. So a tremendous opportunity to integrate the platforms. And again, going back to why we did this deal, Encino has such expertise in commercial banking, small business banking, you know, retail banking. We have such deep expertise, best in class in mortgage banking. Neither one of us have to go recreate the other technology. We can continue to be the best we are and just integrate those experiences together. And, you know, I don't have to worry about trying to build a commercial bank operating system. It already exists. You know, the best in class already exists over there in Encino. So that's, that's really, really exciting for us. And how does it evolve both the, the partnership and, and simple nexus? 
where where does the how do you try and grow from here uh what what's kind of the the future hold well there's plenty of opportunity to grow i mean encino has a very dominant position in commercial banking but even then they have you know a lot more customer share market share they can go get um you know we we have a, a great position in, in mortgage um, but it's not the majority of mortgage by any stretch of the imagination there's not a single vendor out there that is processing the majority of the mortgages and so there's plenty of room to grow, even with what's on the truck today, so to say, from a technology standpoint, right? Um, but it also allows us, you know, coming together, we're able to, to share in each other's technology stack and create new technologies for the industries that we're in uh, that, that give even more room to grow and introduce new products and new experiences. So that, that's one thing that excites, you know, Matt, Matt Hansen and I, uh, our partner at Civil Nexus, who's now chief product officer in Sino, uh, that excites us that there is so much more to go do. And we see it out there in front of us. We don't have to sit around and dream up of what are we going to do next? It's right there in front of us. And I wanted to talk to you about Matt, actually. So he's, Assume this leadership position at Encino as chief product officer after being a co-founder of Simple Nexus. Obviously, he's very talented and has a unique perspective as a market disruptor. Why do you think Encino tapped him for that position? And how do you think he'll influence the organization's product trajectory? Yeah, definitely. So Matt is, you know, the founder of Simple Nexus. You know, he he, he you know originally came up with his idea, you know, grew with the company. Um, was the CEO of the company prior, uh, was also most recently your chief technology officer running product and engineering. And Matt has an incredible, incredible mind for bringing order to the chaos and solving hard problems. And the thing about it, in a scaling company, you cannot just solve the problem at hand and then maintain what you have. But the landscape shifts and moves and changes because you're scaling and new problems are introduced all the time. And you have to be able to react to that and continue to solve and reorganize and, and create new processes. So Matt is very, very good at that. Uh, he has a, a mind that can really dissect those problems and, and, and create you know, solutions no matter what the scale and then look ahead as to what we might run into in the future and help us prepare for that when it comes to a product engineering development standpoint. And so that's exactly what Matt brings to the table. He was able to do that at this level and scale and, and sees similar patterns and opportunities for efficiencies at a global scale within Sino. And it's an exciting challenge for Matt. I mean, he, he loves that kind of stuff and he's really good at it. And so um that's that's why it makes sense you know for him and and why he is very engaged in in playing that role and i want to close by talking about those efficiencies that either don't exist may exist or uh are not being utilized in the home buying process because it seems like automation digitization these have been buzzwords for the last decade but when it comes to getting a loan my friends are still having to upload documents, wait for appraisers, take it's not push button, get mortgage sort of thing. It's, it's a lot more complicated than that. How do you think digital mortgage technology will change the home buying experience 10 years from now, say? Yeah, totally. That's, that's why we're so excited about this. I mean, we have years and years worth of you know, job security ahead of us. 
because there's so many parts to the mortgage experience that are so intricate and so heavily regulated and have such security requirements that uh, there's almost an endless amount of things to innovate upon. You know, I, I take, you know, what we did to like the e-signing experience or disclosure experience. Those were electronic experiences before, but they still had a multi-day turnaround to execute, you know, fully execute. For us, we brought a lot of those workflows together, created efficiencies, and then especially applied the mobile mentality to it, where you can leverage the device you have in your pocket. And it took those two, two and a half day turnaround times down to two, two and a half hours. And, and that's a tremendous savings. That's you know, a huge, huge efficiency gain. But the reality is you still have two and a half hours. What if you could turn that into two and a half minutes, right? You know, and then to two and a half seconds. Um, and, and that's just one example of something that you can continually innovate upon. But like you mentioned, there's, there's several, just multiple min, my, you know, miniature workflows throughout this whole entire experience that can continue to be refined. And that's what we're doing. And uh, and yeah, someday you may be able to push button and get mortgage, right? We're not quite there today, but we're making tremendous uh, strides toward that. And we're right in the middle of that. Well, two and a half more minutes to get a mortgage sounds pretty good to me. So hopefully in, in 10 years with uh, some of that job security you talked about, we'll still be talking and, and that'll actually be the case. I want to thank you for making the time and, and coming on and talking to me today. That was great. Yeah, thank you. We, we love this industry. Uh, love your show, love your podcast, and we appreciate the opportunity. Recession proponents point to the fact that the two-year 10-year yield curve spread has inverted by the highest margin since the dot-com crash. The thinking here is that the job gains will give the Fed more room to tighten, especially as accelerated wages intensify a threat of more entrenched inflation. The central bank is also trying to restrict monetary policy without negative consequences for the consumer and economy. But the recent figures could complicate its efforts of engineering a more temperate employment environment. Given Friday's strong jobs data, it is true that jobs haven't slowed at all in response to Federal Reserve tightening. Some economists are saying that while the odds of a near-term recession are lower, the risk of a hard landing is rising. Meanwhile, plenty of lenders and LOs would like to see lower mortgage rates. But do they really want a recession to get there? Yesterday, the bond market rebounded to some extent after Friday's shellacking from the strong U.S. payrolls report. As noted above, the strong headline employment figure and wage growth pushed Fed rate hike odds for a 75 basis point increase to about a two-thirds likelihood at the September FOMC meeting from about a one-third chance a week ago. Domestically, the New York Fed released its survey of consumer expectations for July, which showed that one year ahead inflation expectations decreased to 6.2% from 6.8%, while three-year inflation expectations fell to 3.2% from 3.6%. The findings may ease the Fed's concern about high prices getting baked into household behavior. There were also geopolitical tensions that contributed to the rally. China's announcing new military drills around Taiwan, as well as Russia's shelling near a Ukrainian nuclear facility. The week after a jobs report is usually a snoozer for the bond market, but that has changed due to inflation concerns in this week's 3-year, 10-year, and 30-year auctions. The consumer price index, unit productivity and labor costs, and producer price index all come out over the next three days. Today's calendar includes the start of the $98 billion mm -hmm. quarterly refunding with an auction of $42 billion of 3-year notes. 
We've already received the NFIB Small Business Activity Index for July. Confidence edged up in July as fuel prices eased and job openings became marginally easier to fill, but inflation worries intensified. The index rose four-tenths of a point last month to 89.9, the first monthly increase since December. We've also had Q2 productivity, which came in down 4.6% following Q1's negative 7.4% reading, and unit labor costs were up 10.8%. The desk will purchase only up to $149 million in UMBS 15, 3.5%, and 4%, and we begin the day with agency MBS prices worse about an eighth and the 10-year yielding 2.81 after closing yesterday at 2.77%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. At 16, I was excited the radio station is playing my song. At 21, I was excited that the bar is playing my song. And now, I can't say I'm quite excited, but the grocery store is playing my song. (laughs) Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Simple Nexus, the homeownership platform that unites the people, systems, and stages of the mortgage process into one seamless end-to-end solution that spans engagement, origination, closing, and business intelligence. To learn more about Simple Nexus, an Encino company, visit simplenexus.com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, Search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcasts from.